You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Casey Shortsleeve from the December 2022 edition. Show your support. When someone you love is in the throes of fertility struggles, choosing the right words or actions is tough. To help, WH gathered advice from professionals and women who've been there. The first and loudest phrase you'll likely hear if you talk to someone who has experienced pregnancy loss or infertility is, it's so isolating. No matter your situation, so much can feel, well, gone. Pregnancy, a baby, but also control, how you thought your life would look, and trust in your body. That's why it makes total sense to approach fertility challenges as well as pregnancy and perinatal loss through a grief lens, says Dr. Devorah Enton, LCSW, a specialist in perinatal and reproductive mental health. Yet while we tend to sit with people's pain in other areas of life, attending funerals and honoring those we've lost, too often these specific types of struggles are met with a flood of pat, inappropriate, non-empathetic responses. You'll get pregnant again. At least you have another child. This happened for a reason. Loss is often invalidated, which compounds feelings of aloneness. People wind up thinking, I'm not going to tell anybody about this because no one is going to get it, says Enton. About 10 to 20% of known pregnancies end in miscarriage before the 20th week. In the U.S., among heterosexual women ages 15 to 49 years with no prior births, about 19% are unable to get pregnant after a year of trying. So, yes, fertility issues are common. And so is not knowing what to say to communicate thoughtfulness and sensitivity to a loved one experiencing them. To lead you through the waters, WH spoke to perinatal mental health professionals and people who have faced loss or infertility. Do say, I'm here. Erin Ehrenberg, a mom of three in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and co-founder of the Chamber of Mothers, recalls, something very specific a friend said to her that meant the world. Losing a baby is a very lonely kind of loss. I'm here if you want to talk. Ehrenberg adds, those words ring so true to me. Simply communicating to someone who is suffering that you're there helps them know they don't have to retreat with their pain, says Tiffany Conyers, LCSW, PMHC, a psychotherapist who has experienced miscarriage and lost a son. 
miles in 2020 to a condition that was incompatible with life. Don't. Use platitudes. Reminding someone they're a superstar or gushing, I don't know how you do it, are no-nos. Phrases like these minimize an experience that wasn't a choice. When someone says, you're amazing, it also closes the door to vulnerability, says Enten. The individual might be less inclined to tell you they're having a horrible day or that they couldn't stop crying yesterday at work. Instead, acknowledge the unique strengths you see in that person. Try. You're showing courage in making the decision to do fertility preservation. Or, I know this process takes a lot out of you, and you're really doing it with such grace. Do. Show up in small, consistent ways. When it comes to supporting someone through the heartache, it's often more about what you do and how you continue to show up versus what you might say, Enton says. This may mean calling, texting, or visiting. It could be dropping off breakfast or leaving it on your friend's doorstep. For Sierra Jonathan, a 29-year-old in St. Paul, Minnesota, what helped her the most after loss were friends who shared sentiments like, this sucks, I'll have dinner or groceries delivered sometime this week for you. The directness and specificity of that type of care is easy to say yes to, requires no mental space by having to explain or choose something. It's not overwhelming, and it's helpful, Jonathan says. Throughout the experience of grief, many people say they feel as though they have to start comforting others instead of the other way around. By giving someone permission to not answer the door, you're honoring not only their privacy, but also the depth of what they're experiencing, Enten says. Don't. Use the phrase, at least. At least you're young. At least you already have a child. At least you miscarried early. At least you have more eggs frozen. These phrases are some of the most common ways we tend to minimize pain and engage in comparative suffering, i.e., well, X didn't happen to you, so in a way, you don't have it so bad. Wording like this also involves assumptions. You likely don't really know the ins and outs of someone's reproductive journey. You don't know how hard it is for them to have babies or not, Conyers says. Do. Check in without expectation. If, for example, your friend who is freezing her eggs tells you she's going to an appointment next week, Enton suggests checking in at that time with a statement like, Been thinking of you. I hope your doctor's visit goes well. You might even add, No need to share more if you don't want to. The goal is to be someone who is present but has no expectation of a response and doesn't require additional personal details or validation, says Brianna Davin, 
a mother based in Weston, Connecticut, who has experienced loss. Don't. Talk about bigger meanings. Avoid messaging that circles around how there's a reason for this, or that tries to justify something so painful, says Jonathan. Telling a grieving friend their baby is in a better place, or that this was a part of a bigger plan, is often the result of someone trying to find the right language, notes Conyers. While these words may seem to offer solace, they are not appropriate and diminish what the person is going through. In her experience, Conyers tries to find kindness and grace for loved ones who used these phrases, understanding that they too were at a loss for words. A good reminder that even when support doesn't land well, most people are trying to help and are coming from a place of concern. Do. Follow the lead on language. Listen to how someone describes their own experience to inform how you speak to them on the subject. For example, when your sister references her miscarriage, does she call the baby a baby? Does she say the word fetus? Maybe she uses a chosen name to refer to the baby she lost. Taking verbal cues is key in meeting them where they are in their grief, says Enton. Don't. Downplay someone's hardship. Have a friend doing in vitro and find yourself complaining about your toddler? Pick someone else to vent to. Being conscious of conversations that take place around a person on a fertility journey is a form of respect, says Enton. It doesn't go unnoticed. It's been really hard to watch friends get pregnant with and give birth to baby girls since we lost our baby girl, says Sasha Pullen, head of content for self-care app Robin, who experienced a stillbirth. The hardest part is that there's been little recognition of our loss during their pregnancy and birth journeys. I certainly don't want them to focus on the negative, and I want to celebrate them, but I wish there was some mention of it. Something like, we're having a girl. I know this might be hard for you because you lost your baby girl. Do. Give a meaningful gift. A loved one gave Poulin a plant after her stillbirth. For whatever reason, it was more meaningful than flowers, she says. I still kept it on my desk, and it reminds me every day of the baby I lost in a good way. It is very special that I get to take care of it and watch it bloom. Also, her mom gave her a necklace with a carriage on it as a symbol of what happened. I struggled with the fact that when I walked around the world, no one knew what happened. The necklace served as a way to share, a talking point. Caption, Resource Center. Sometimes next level connection is what's really needed. A variety of groups are here to help. For meeting people in the neighborhood, Resolve, the National Infertility Association database, lists both peer and professionally led support groups nearby, 
which are facilitated by mental health providers. No cost to join, just register beforehand. For connecting with other minority women. Shell-Shocked Support Group, run by the Broken Brown Egg, offers a safe space online for BIPOC ladies to find answers, vent, get support in IVF, and adoption, and more. For seeking LGBTQ plus support, the nonprofit Rainbow Families has preconception groups for those considering or undergoing assisted reproductive technology, as well as a grief group for those who have had miscarriages. That brings us to the end of today's article. Show your support. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.